0: Welcome to Sober Sisters Talk, a podcast on recovery with Elizabeth Pudwell and MG. We bring you our experience, strength, and hope from a variety of sources therapy, 12 step recovery, and life lessons of long term sobriety. To contact us, email sober sisters talk at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Sober Sisters Talk. We're glad you're here. Now here's our next podcast. Also, we'd love to invite you to a Zoom meeting this Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're interested, email Sober Sisters Talk at gmail.com and we'll send you the meeting information and password. We hope to see you this Friday. Again, you guys, I apologize for some audio issues. They do clear up later on in the podcast, so bear with us. Thank you. Here's our podcast. Hi, everybody. This is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Cudwell, and together we are Sober Sisters Talk.
1: Welcome. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. It's a rainy day here in Houston.
0: It's kind of dreary, but, you know, I kind of like it. I think it's, It's you know. I do, too. It's better than uh, 97, right? Right. And even when it's beautiful, I'm like, I should be outside and I'm not. So when it's rainy, it's like, oh, I couldn't be inside. I don't feel so bad. Well,
1: that leads us right to our topic, right?
0: Right. So tell the listeners what you're doing this weekend. So tomorrow I'm going to be in a session for the uh, New England
1: Intergroup, the SLAA New England Intergroup spring fling it's their workshop their spring workshop and we have them here in houston a couple times a year as well and um the session that i'm going to speak on they sent me some questions and it's really about how you use your top line behaviors or your outer circle behaviors to um you know to continually evolve and to be in recovery and, um, so the, you know, I read the questions to MG, but the one that we're going to focus on tonight is what blocks me from exploring the joys of recovery.
0: And I can tell by your face that it's resonating with you. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like a real heaviness when I was like, what blocks me from experiencing the joys of recovery? And it's for me. It's got to be fear, right? What do you think it is for you? Well, I'll tell you something
1: that happened. That how deep and, and hidden the fear is. So yesterday, I got some flowers from a um, from some coworkers. They went in together. Some of you know, not my immediate report boss but the underlying editors and they sent they brought me flowers and um I was like oh how pretty you know it was admins professionals day that's what it was for
0: oh I wish I would have known that I would have said hey what are y'all gonna get me for today
1: (laughs) where's my where's my uh lunch? lunch you know we had lunch too yeah so I got the flowers and then I was like oh this is so sweet and then I had this thought that I was aware of that said oh god now I'm gonna walk over there and say thank you and I had this like dread like I didn't want to do it and it's not it that really doesn't feel like me I feel like I'm very gracious and I have good manners but I so I just like put it aside and i you know thank you and oh you know had a little conversation but I was talking about it with my sponsor this morning and she said do you feel like there's like you're obligated now to and I was like no it's not that and so when we're exploring it I realize MG that it what it really is is that as a kid Um, there's all these instances where I would be in bliss and then there's this surprise hit or make fun of or it's all over yeah and they're laughing at me or my mom's speaking the shit out of me or they're ganging up on me or something and so that's what that's what it is it's like I am you know there's this trauma left over where when I put myself out there and be like you know I'm in the center position and I'm in the spotlight that there could be, if other people are involved like that, that there could be this surprise whack. And I wasn't even aware of this until that yesterday, in that moment when I, you
0: know, or even this morning, you know. I'm curious if this, a piece of it is also about getting attention Because your response, so, you know, they wanted to honor you by giving you the flowers. And is it sort of like this needless, wantless thing that now that you have these flowers that uh, I hear that there's not an obligation, but there is an expectation that you have to act a certain kind of way. Do you understand what I'm trying to get at? I do, but it doesn't feel like that. It okay. feels like the fear of, like, whack. Got you. It's going
1: to be some type of surprise, you know?
0: Well, I don't know if your experience was like mine growing up, but I didn't have safe sisters or a brother, and we would often, you know, do horrible things to each other.
1: Well, the thing, when I was talking with my sponsor this morning, she asked me what comes up, and immediately, I mean, it was right away. Uh, there was this scene, and I'm around four years old, and I've got this little bowl haircut and these big brown eyes, and we're all eating chocolate pudding, and I have got, I am like caressing my bowl and the eating the spoon's held like this, and I'm holding the bowl like this, right around here got the whole thing in my arm and I am loving it obviously and then they all start laughing at me and making fun of me and I start crying in the video and they all think that video is so funny and I look at it and just feel like wow you know nobody gets that she's very uncomfortable and that you guys are making fun of her for loving something and it affects the way that I eat to this day because I don't want anybody watching me and I mean it's not like I hide or anything I have learned to cope but it does I do notice that I prefer to eat alone
0: Mm. so how would you have liked your response to have been so because it's like thank you that's so sweet you know just an
1: instant like you know not even think i don't even want to think this is you know they are recognizing that i do things for them and they appreciate it and it's it's a gesture and it's very sweet and you know i i do appreciate it to the you know
0: well and and that's what i wanted and here's here's the piece of it that I got that is the recovery piece of it. You acted as if you weren't troubled. You acted as if you were this generous, gracious person. So you did the deal. Yes. But what I hear is that there's a dissonance between how you want to be and how it was and why were you that way? And because that's what I think recovery is about is like asking those questions why am I feeling this kind of way about a thing and if it's not in alignment with how I want to feel then it's worthy of some scrutiny and trying to pick it apart I had a similar issue today I, I go to the Starbucks sometimes and it was a Friday morning and so I wanted to go get some Starbucks and the guy was like super fucking chipper and it's just like, oh, my God, I have to deal with this super fucking chipper person. And so I don't want to be inauthentic because I'm not in a super chipper mood, probably ever. I mean, so I go to the window and he's joking and he's laughing and he's having a good time. And I'm just like being m- me, but just not as but I'm being very sweet and I'm like smiling through my mask and. You know, I went through it and I was like, what is that that when I feel that there's a super chipper person around that I feel some sort of uh, anxiety about it? Like, what, what? you know, oh, now I have to match their energy? Like, what the fuck? It's a real codependent sort of um, feeling that I have or, of this anxiety that, oh, my God, I've got to play along or whatever. And... I just noticed it today. So I think that those things are what are preventing us from enjoying the gifts of recovery because I get hijacked. It sounds like you got a little, and Elizabeth, you and I, we don't get majorly hijacked. We just get a little hijacked. It's
1: like an instant. And I was really just aware of it and just noted it and went like, okay, wow, I want to talk to my sponsor about that. I just was like, I want to like remember that and share that because I think what happens and I think this is probably true for you as well is that as you as you're working and you become more recovered you become long, you're working with a lot of women and you're you know moving along in this thing you become a lot more aware and it's like the layers are like you know because like I said it was not I wasn't crying I'm like oh god, I don't want to go talk to those people it was not yeah in the least um I mean it was a brief it was a nanosecond I knew it was there and I wanted to explore it and I want to clean it up you know I want to like and that was what I talked to um with my sponsor about was like how do you do that and the the recommendation she gave me was to like if if that ever happens again is to number one just pause and remind yourself I'm an adult And I'm not, you know, they're not going to make fun of me. And, you know, this is not me four years old. This is me right now. But
0: But if they did make fun of you, I also make up that you would be able to have some resilience and roll with it and handle it in a... Whatever, you know. In a recovered way, yeah. Yes. I am able to
1: laugh at myself at this point, definitely. You know, but... I do want to, like, see, you know, and that's my assignment from hers to, you know, kind of explore that and just look at it, like, where does it come from, you know, what is the origin, were there other times, and there were a few other times when it was like, I was able to share with her the ambush type feeling, you know, but I don't, I'm, you know, I never not do that because I am always, you know, I have manners, I'm gracious, I know. (laughs) I know how to behave, you know. I know what to do, but it was just so strange. How I was just like, "Wow!" I felt it in my body, you know, like you said, the physiological response.
0: And I think that another piece of good news around this for our listeners is that Elizabeth and I are so much in, I would say, like a happy, joyous, and free range. I- on a daily basis that when even something little upsets the apple car, we notice.
1: I Yeah, I don't think you notice these things unless you are. If I was in withdrawal or if I was in, you know, um, step four, had resentments, I don't think I would notice these things. You know? Because, it, like I said, it was really quick. And I think that what I've done is I've learned to compensate for it you know, just to know, like to have rules and stuff. And the other thing is, is because the bottom part of this thing is what are the, what are the top line behaviors and, and how are that keep you from this and how our disease wants us to avoid them. And so absolutely, like, you know, going and saying, thank you, being gracious is, is a top line behavior. Like, you know, it's a, not that's a, that's a no brainer. Um, like going to meetings and, but there's other things that you and I both do like this podcast. Um, we sponsor numerous women. We volunteer at, at a higher level. You know, there's a whole, there's a lot of things that I do. I love to read and I love to explore, you know, material that um, will expand me and make me a better version of me. Um, Those are all things that, but I do think that that, if I wasn't doing all of those things, I would not see these. I would not be aware.
0: I was listening to something on the news this afternoon on the drive home, and I don't know if you heard this about this psychologist who has worked with police departments around trauma, and one of the things that he's developed are these breathing techniques, and that the first most immediate thing that we can do for trauma is to do some deep breathing. And so, right, just to breathe. And so that's going to be something that's going to remind me as I go about my day. And that, you know, forewarned is forearmed. So I know if I go to this Starbucks at a certain time, that Mr. Chipper is going to be, you know, man in the window. And I can be like, okay, here we go. And not be so triggered and I can do some deep breathing. Hi, how are you? Good to see you. Thank you. Yes. Oh, my God. And I feel like that is... Go ahead. What were you going to say?
1: He probably reminds you of something, of
0: someone. He reminds me of my goofy ass. That's That for me, I used to be, like you were saying, admonished or made fun of, that whenever I was in an exuberant mood... I would be pushed down. So for me. They killed it, you know. Huh? They killed it. They killed it. And I can even remember this in grad school. There was a guy who was a tap dancing marvel. And he loved to tap dance. Now, we didn't have a musical theater program. So there wasn't an outlet really for him to. We didn't do musical theater a lot. But oftentimes in the front hallway of our building, you would hear him out there just joyfully, like just tapping away, just like, you know, maybe singing a little song to, and it used to bug the shit out of me. And I was like, why does that bug me? And it's along these same kind of lines, is that when I would be exuberant or having a lot of fun, I would be made fun of, and I would be told to like bring it down. I've always been told, M.G., you're up here. We need you down here. And I really monitor it today because I don't want to seem too goofy or too off the wall. I mean, I think it's appropriate for like what we're doing here. But it, it does color me in the world that I can't be just as zany as I would have liked to have been. And I love watching zany people like on TV, like these kooky comedians. I'm like, how brave of them? Because for me, it would be brave. Maybe it's not brave for them. So I think that th- this is an important question.
1: I think it is too. I think that I mean anytime like I I I really think that it almost any time you feel that kind of fear, it's leftover trauma. You know, it's trauma from our unresolved trauma from our childhoods where our you know, like your parents killed that, you know, that exuberance in you, that jubilance, you know. And um I kind of like it. It was what drew me to you in
0: meetings, you know, from the very start. And just FYI, this is me down here. So if you can imagine what I'm like, I mean, you've seen probably glimpses of it here and there, but yeah. So um, there may be more family of origin work in my future around all that because And I haven't found out yet. I'll know by May 15th whether or not I've been accepted into the graduate's program of social work. But I really want to have my stuff clearly taken care of before I go out into the world so that I can be um, untriggered. I want to be neutral when I go into situations instead of like, oh, I doubt I'm going to have Mr. Chipper jubilant as a first responder to crises, but you never know. Well, too, I,
1: I think that, you know, we all, we, we can't prepare for everything. We don't know, you know, it's yeah. like, I find myself doing that on dates. It's like, I want to be like, well, he's not this and he's not that peace out, you know? And it's like, I, you know, I have to give that poor guy a little bit more time, you know, more of a chance. <laughs> it, it, yeah because it's like you know I can't control that and that is what that is is—is it's the desire to control the outcome because I don't want to be hurt I don't want to be abandoned I don't want to be you know I don't want to be ambushed that shocking you know
0: whack we don't want to be made fun of pick it yeah. on yeah so read the question again what blocks
1: me from exploring the joys of recovery?
0: Exploring or experiencing? Exploring. What blocks me? And I would, and I
1: would even change it. I would say, what blocks me from experiencing or receiving the joys of recovery? Because I do think that I explore them. I do a lot of different things. I put myself out in the um, in areas that are uncomfortable. You know, I've learned that I do have to do that. But there still is some uh,
0: area for improvement. <laughs> I think it's family of origin stuff. That's clear for me, Absolutely. and I can get get around it by doing a lot of self talk. Like we asked a lot of questions, like figuring out like what's going on, and you know, talking with you just now, realizing that this was my response to Mr. Chipper was what my mother would have done which is like why are you so happy that's so unprofessional and say and have all these like feelings and things around it but you know it's Starbucks and they like want that shit so what who cares
1: is, so here's the other half of that what are the what do you think are the top line behaviors that you have in place that allow you to experience
0: this or to you know move past it well i just I, I i was just you know pleasant and i was like smiling and i was waving and i was like giving them a thumbs up you know i wasn't giving them a stink eye or like grabbing my coffee and i just was pleasant and responsive to a certain degree i didn't have to giggle or like well you're a piece of work i didn't have to say any of that which would not have felt authentic. I really wanted to keep it authentic. So I guess the piece of it that my top line behaviors is that I was able to engage and be authentic without feeling false, even though my addict and avoidant wanted to have a different uh, response. Yeah, Yeah. Right. The little girl inside
1: of me. But there's also like quite a bit of awareness there You know, like I said, mine was just really quick and I could have just like ignored it and just been like, just just do that, you know, but I don't, I want to, like you said, I want to pay attention to that stuff. I want to be aware. I want to know. And I want to, um, I want to clean that stuff up. You know, I don't want to have these responses. And I do, I love that thing. Like, uh, you know, Elizabeth,
0: you're not a little kid anymore. It's okay. You know, so that's so that self talk to that little girl, that inner child work, where you're saying to her, We are no longer four. We got this. You're not being ambushed. This is okay. I had a similar response when it got chilly the other day. My little girl was like, Oh, are we gonna freeze to death? Are we gonna have another freeze? We're gonna have to get six six, you know, layers of blanket No, sweetie, we're fine. It's not gonna freeze. We're okay. I got you through that one. I'm going to get you through this one. It's just that self-talk
1: and that reminder and knowing and the awareness, like this is what's going on. I'm not spiraling out of control, you know.
0: Well, I'm excited about this workshop that you're doing. Me too. Let me know next time they they come up. I've got plans tomorrow, but let me know. Okay. All right. I will. I'm gonna to go to the museum tomorrow with my brother and a BFF and her daughter. Wow. Out in the real world. Out in the, the va- real world. With, with the vaccine. With the vaccine, I'm still gonna wear a mask. I'm still gonna wear a mask. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, well, thank All you, right. listeners. Don't forget that um,
1: if you want to uh, get some coffee in the morning, to stop by Pure Coffee, they are. They are our sponsors. Um, There's also Birdhouse Cafe in um, Missouri City. And if you mention Sober Sisters Talk, the podcast, they'll give you a little discount. And um, you're supporting our sponsors. And we appreciate that. Until next time, everyone.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Sober Sisters Talk podcast. To find our podcast, we're at www.sobersisterstalk.com. We're also on Apple iTunes and on Facebook. See you next week.